next year. Uh, and we're live with Mike giving me crap because we're late. Er, later than usual. It's actually eight after, and as everybody knows, this is Divi Chat, the seven after podcast. So yeah. sorry. So we're only one minute later than normal. Technically, just a minute late. Like, who's going to begrudge us that one minute? Mike is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Mike takes a few months off and he comes back a little mouthy. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. What I know that's out of order, isn't it? That's out of order. <laughs> how, how very dare he? What's up, Divi Nation? It is the sort of like getting to the punch drunk time of year. Does anybody else feel that way? Where, like, Tim and I were just talking, he's, uh, He's just spent after his very active uh, Black Friday month or whatever, however long that was, prepping for it and then doing it. And yeah, then exactly. a couple months, I guess. And then uh, so many people have been sick or not sick or whatever, wrapping up the year, dealing with getting ready for holidays. And then it's like all the time off and thinking about getting a little break. It's just like our brains get there already. Are you already in vacation mode, holiday mode? How's everybody Feeling. Mike's not. He's still slammed, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah he's, oh, yeah. he's shaking his yeah. head yeah, yeah. yes for those we of you. We love it. We love it. We go right the way up to the death. <laughs> to the death. Uh, so I am a little bit in between it. I'm like, I've been really busy, but I'm also kind of looking forward to not so much a time off of work, but a little client break. Like I want to do some strategy and some like big stuff. Like I want to have some time. I've had family say like, Oh, you should come and visit. And I'm like, mm, I think I'm just going to stay home and like work, which sounds so pathetic, but it sounds so exciting to me to, to do some of that kind of stuff. So anyway, what we're going to talk about today is not just our plans for the next couple of weeks and the holidays and things, but what we're going to talk about is how we're approaching heading into 2023. Can you believe it? 2023? Is that nuts? Like the future is here, you guys. We should have flying cars. It's ridiculous. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, let's let's go around and introduce ourselves Wait, and then we'll dive awesome. into the topic of goals. Mr. Streifler, you want to start us off? Yeah, wow. I never get to start us off. This is exciting. Um, hey everyone, Tim Streifler here. I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California. And you can find me online at divilife.com. That's where I have all my Divi tutorials and plugins and layouts and child themes and courses and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, you can go and check all that out. Excited to be here. I've been kind of hit or miss lately with Divi Chat. So one of my goals for the new year is to be more consistent with Divi Chat, which has really only been like this last month. Usually I'm... It ha you're really consistent. pretty rock solid. Let's face it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, was that the end? That's it. That's oh, it. okay, good. I didn't want to like cut you off. Mike, go for it. Okay. So going from rock solid to not very rock solid at all, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is my second one for it's been a few months. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Mike Devitt. And at Web Design Bro, we build sites optimized for the search engines. Now, this week, we are doing our end of year accounts. And in line with tonight's topic, it appears that my goal for 2023 to be like Elon Musk and buy companies is going to come true. So I'm going to buy Endure Web Studios, Focus WP, <laughs> In Transit Web Studios and Divi Life. As my accountant has told me that we made a net profit of four million this year. Hang on a second. 
Uh, he's just phoning me now. Let's just have a quick <laughs> Hello. What's that you say? It's it's four million. Yeah, four million is what you said. Yeah, yeah. Four million Iranian real. <laughs> that's still a, that's still a lot of money, right? Uh, and, and let's just do a quick conversion. Let's do a quick conversion. You guys is only an hour show, right, Mike? I know it's, it's four million <laughs> Iranian real, and I'm gonna. I've just convert. Oh, hold on a minute. That's seventy nine pounds twenty three. Yeah. Uh, looks like so I won't close. be buying. I won't be buying those companies after all. Anyway. <laughs> You can catch me at all the W's at webdesignpro.co. Love it. I don't know why I always put him before myself because then it's a terrible thing to have to follow that. But I will be quick and to the point. My name is Stephanie Hudson. I am here as always repping Focus WP where we can help you uh, do anything you need to do in your business and work a little less while doing it. In fact, if you were wanting to take a few days off for the holidays, we have our vacation service that we offer where we will look after your client sites, monitor an email address, the whole bit, take care of any client needs. So you can just enjoy family time or enjoy vacation or anything you want. So uh, check out focuswp.co and it's right in the main menu bar under our services, vacation service. So on to the topic of the day do you guys have you already uh done a little brainstorming you guys on your on your goals for 23 or or not yet um kind of yeah i mean the way that i structured the last half of my year with divi life and the new courses and everything is kind kind of set up 2023 like i already have a clear mm-hmm. like vision agenda of what I have to do because I've already pre-sold multiple courses that now I have to fulfill. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like, here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm launching. It's like, it's very clear. Obviously things change and, you know, new things will come up, but in that regard, it's very clear. Now in terms of like revenue goals or like new initiatives or new habits or new, uh, procedures, stuff like that. No, I haven't fully, I have some ideas, but I haven't really fully laid everything out yet. Yeah. I'm a little bit, I've got these sort of short term goals and then I've got the long term, the longer term goals. Um, And I've been kind of trying to just match that to the sort of vision that I had. And it's been interesting because having spoken to and listened to Sarah over the last, uh, couple of years or so talk about growth and expanding and actually talking about not wanting to be in that space of of running a, a company that's like you know got 10 people working for and she likes being where she is um I like being where I am but I also realize that there there just comes a point where you're you need to have uh more people working with you um so that's that's one of my goals for certainly for the the early part of next year um but also working with other people as well and because you don't necessarily need to just focus on your own business you can focus on and work for other other businesses too so um yeah i've got some really good um really good goals both sort of um professionally in terms of the learning side and then developing things like recurring revenue which always helps when mm. you're in the situation of of the 
I call it the, the sort of boom and bust of web design, really. So when anybody starts off their business, you know, they're just looking for clients. They're looking to get a foot on the ladder and and try and build it. Um, but I would always say to everybody, you know, start from the beginning and get that recurring revenue working from from the get go. And it's going to help you through some tough times. If that um, resonates with you out there, listener, we did an episode just a few weeks back on, let's see, what was that? Oh, if we could, if we, what would we do differently if we started over in our businesses? Mm -hmm. And there was a little bit of nuance to that question that is um, broken down, but a lot of really fascinating things came from that. I encourage you to jump back and take a look at it. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know off the top of my head what number that was, but, um, but yeah, that was a really insightful episode. I thought hearing everybody's different thoughts. Uh, as far as my 2023, I have all of the things in my head right now. And that's why, like I said, I'm kind of looking forward to time to have, uh, to sit down with, uh, my, my notepad. You, you guys know my big yellow pad that I love my favorite uh, planner because the screen never turns off and the battery never dies. And it's always like right to there write in my this. face. <laughs> I'm a list writer for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have lists, lists on lists, but, um, but for doing something like that, that, uh, you know, I do have, I do like writing on my iPad pro too, but, and so I may do something there because that's a little bit more permanent, but to just get with a, a pen in hand uh, digitally or, physical physical what is that what's the difference ink whatever it's like it's just something about that like doing a brain dump and just getting like what are all of the things that are swirling in my brain and it is typically for me a combination of ideas that I have because I'm very I'm like such an idea person my brain is just a little idea factory just going 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 so it's a bunch of these big like oh wouldn't it be cool if ideas and then it's also the other sort of I don't know if it's a half other portion is things that I wished I had done this year that I didn't get to or maybe things I would like to do differently you know, as far as like structuring how we run projects or different services that we offer, things like that, whatever it is. So it's a little bit of like a forward fresh and a little bit of a back like 2020 situation. And I like to sort of sit down and just hammer all that out, uh, just sort of brain dump and then go through the list and say like, what is a, what do I really care about? What are really my priorities when it comes to this list? Is that something that you guys do? Do you brainstorm like that? You're muted. Oh, Tim. Some... Hello, Tim. You're muted. All right. I had to mute it to yell at my dog because he was being super obnoxious. <laughs> but um, I'm, a, I'm a brain dumper, a note taker as well, like for planning purposes like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm, uh, I use Evernote. So I like doing it. Evernote's amazing because they have it the is. desktop app, they have the mobile app, everything stays synced. And then I like my brain is in there. So I just like will brain dump and make lists and do this and stuff. Sometimes I never refer back to it. And then other times I like refer to it religiously for, for different things. And so, um, so yeah, I, I definitely enjoy doing that, um, uh, without like being too, uh, sharing too much information. I do a lot of that brainstorming, um, on a certain particular seat in my house. Yeah. Got um, it. Yeah, the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. um, and that's sometimes where the best ideas strike, right? You, so you bring your, uh, your iPad in there? 
with you? No, my phone. I do it for my phone. Your phone. Oh yeah. Yeah. My brother dropped his iPad in a toilet once. Mm. Like not. That's an embarrassing story to tell because that's. I mean, everybody has their phone in there. Who's bringing their iPad? Yeah. (laughs) Plunk. I've never really been able to figure out a way to use my iPad in like a regular way. Like I've had iPads. Like I think I'm my second (laughs) iPad. In a regular way. I like I don't use it like because no. I have a phone with a big screen that's always in my pocket and then I'm always on the computer like I haven't figured out how to like bring my iPad into the mix. Oh. So I end up just doing everything on my phone or my computer. So that's just a personal problem. But it, handwriting that's that's my main like that's the main advantage to me with the iPad. Yeah. Yeah, I have the Apple pencil, the pencil right here in fact. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just don't I feel like it shouldn't be loose on your desk. Like that should be attached <laughs> to the iPad. I've had older and so it doesn't, it doesn't attach. I have the, the like oh. version one Apple pencil that just it was like, who designed that where the pencil sticks completely out the side to just snap off at, when well, it's this plugged one doesn't in? Stick the one? Anything. It doesn't do anything. No, no. When you charge it, I mean. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, who does that? That is not an Apple type design. Like they designed yeah. it so that when you would plug it in, you have your square here, and it would just stick way out the side. Like, right? Yeah, you can't. It does come with an attachment, up. so you can you can like charge it with a USB cord, like with the little mm-hmm. wall plug. Mm-hmm. Um, but that little little piece, that connector piece, is like this big, and yeah, who knows where that is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite tech words so have- is dongle. I just love it. Such dongle. a classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, it sounds is, dirty. Yeah, that should be one of my 2023 goals is to figure out how to use my iPad for productive yeah, purposes. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, find the difference between a goal and a resolution. Oh, you know what? I told you I was going to ask you that and I forgot. Thank you for reminding me. Hey, Tim, would you define the difference between <laughs> those of you who listen to the show regularly? who have been here for years, which some of you are, we love you. Uh, Mr. Tim Streifler is not a fan of resolutions. In fact, he gets a little hot about it. He feels passionately about this topic and he has reasons. He has reasons. So please clarify that. This is why we're talking about goals and not resolutions today. In my opinion, resolutions are like those cheesy things you come up with uh, at the beginning of the year. And then you forget, by the time February 1st rolls around. And so they just have a negative stigma attached to it, in my opinion, where it's like resolutions are dumb. I don't want to do that. But goals, goals are something you can do all year long. There is a natural, like during this transition between the, the, the current year and the new year, there's a natural kind of like reset. And it is a great time to like revisit your goals and create new goals. Like I 100% agree with that. But I think having business goals or even personal goals, I just don't like the word resolution. It's it's my own baggage. I get that. But I just think resolutions are stupid, but goals are amazing. So you might say, well, they're the same thing. I say, no, they're not. Um, and you might ask me what the difference is. And it's really hard to explain. I don't know. But uh, it's just, yeah, the the word. It's just resolutions. It's like the people who say they're going to lose a certain amount of weight and they hit the gym consistently the first week of January and then a little bit less the next week, a little bit less the next week. And then by February 1st, yeah. they're no longer uh, active. Right. And so yeah. um, I just try to get away from that and say, you know what? I don't have resolutions, but I do have goals, things that are, 
uh, first of all, achievable, right? They're not like, you know, become a billionaire. Um, they're realistic. So they're achievable. They're realistic. And then they're also, they're measurable, right? Your goal should be measurable. You should be able to like, uh, measure throughout like, okay, well, I'm like 50% of the way there, or I've, I've done this. I'm not quite there yet. You should be able to evaluate, right? So those are like the characteristics of goals, Check so this measurable, achievable, um, you're defining like that lot. smart thing, right? That's smart yeah. goals. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm kind of just regurgitating still, different things, but. Uh, so I just Googled resolution versus goal. And this is pretty good. I like this. A resolution is a statement of what you want to change. For example, saving money. A goal is a statement of what you want to achieve. Yeah. I, yeah, I can. Yeah. I agree. With I, that. Think, so I kind of like that. That's a, it is a subtle difference. But I kind of like it. So yeah, with this in mind, times, r- resolutions oh, are kind of, um, they're not like specific enough, right? Like, mm. oh, I want to eat less carbs, right? It's like, what? how do you, how do you achieve that when right. <laughs> like eating less of something? Like what, how much less? Like what is your, the actual goal here? Right. Yeah. So, um, I want to, uh, spend more time with my family. Like, okay. That's everyone's resolution, but like, what does it actually look like? So goals I feel like are, are, are more. I achieved a big goal to spend less time with my family. <laughs> so I think with resolutions, what happens is that it, people don't hold you accountable for resolutions. Uh, you kind of, if you say, Oh, I've stopped doing it, you know, Oh, Okay. But if you tell them that you've got a specific goal, uh, it sounds more serious, sounds yeah. sounds a bit more business-like. Um, and then, and I think uh, being held accountable is a really, really important part for a goal because you can hold yourself accountable. But sometimes you stray away from sort of doing that. You stray away from um, focusing on what you should have focused on and then somebody says to you oh how are you getting on with such and such i'm your accountability buddy if you like how are you getting mm-hmm. on with that and you turn around and you say i haven't actually done it and then you know in a week's time they're going to come back to you again and they're going to say exactly the same thing and you think if i don't get that if i don't start working on that thing then they're gonna that's why account having somebody to help you be accountable for it 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 can be really really helpful um and one of the things I would say um, that if you're not in a peer group, um, in a buddy group or any, any of those sorts of things, get in one um, and get and get uh, in with people who are at various stages in the industry. It doesn't matter that whether they're beginners or whether they're people that have been uh, working in the industry for a long time. Um, somebody will be there that can just help you and push you. Um, and you can say to them, you know, just send me an email once a week saying, have you done such and such, you know, or even set up a meeting with them and have a half hour meeting with them once a week and say, hey, you're getting on with your stuff. How I'm, how this is how I'm getting on with mine. Um, if you really want to achieve some of these things, you can. Um, but if you don't always have the willpower and the self-control to do it by yourself, get somebody else to help you. Uh, yeah. Might I suggest the focus on your biz group for such a thing? We've, We've had. It. We have done it. We've seen some, some like we help each other in there, but also um, we've seen some folks actually like connect up and become like really beneficial accountability buddies for each other. 
in there. It's yeah, I've got a really good example of that. Yeah, so yeah. at the back end of 2021, I was in a situation where I was going to be firing one of my most lucrative clients and and I put it into our group and and I was like really I don't know if I want to do this you know is this the right thing to do and everybody said you, you're giving us all the reasons for for why you want to do it what's stopping you and it was just I don't know maybe it was a bit of ego uh, that was coming into play and eventually I did it and um, I haven't lost anything because of it. I've gained something. I gained something because I didn't have my time hooverer um, <laughs> that was causing me both stress in my business uh, because I couldn't get them to a, to agree on timelines. That's a that's a time yeah. suck for the American. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's always a suck, is it? All right. <laughs> time suck. Time hooverer. Yeah, well, it's like a mood hooverer. My, I've got a goal for 2023 to get better at my British accent. It's really appalling. Keep working on it. I'll try my American one. You know what you should do is watch the old original Mary Poppins movie. Dick Van Dyke has a brilliant British accent. He does, yeah. I no, am like I was also gonna watch that and uh Eliza Doolittle, right? I'm a good girl, I am. Is that is that uh what's that movie? What is it? My fair lady. My fair lady, yeah. Some play, not a movie. Anyway, um there's uh I have a couple of interesting things like that sort of live rent free in my brain about this topic as well. When we're get if we're getting down to the nitty gritty of the words we're using, um if anybody has read, has anybody read the book by Scott Adams, who is the creator of Dilbert classic, right? Classic workplace humor and all that. And he wrote a book called how to fail at almost everything and still win big kind of the story of my life. That's not me saying it. That's the subtitle of the book. And it's, um, it's an excellent book. It's like, surprisingly insightful and really an enjoyable read. And one of the things that is like the standout points of that book, he says goals are for losers. (laughs) He says goals are for losers. Systems are for winners. So this is a little bit like, like Tim with resolutions. It's, it's a bit of the mindset of it, not so much the definition of it, but he does bring out a really good point. And that is that a goal, if you set, a goal like a like a marker like if you're let's even if we just compare it to like running a race like if you want to run a mile or a marathon you have your end goal the whole all the hours that you're running you have not achieved your goal you might be doing really amazing but you haven't achieved your goal and then you hit your goal and it's a moment in time and that's it and then it's done and then you there's nothing like you could say i hit that goal but it's all past tense whereas a system if you if you invest in systems that's a changing of your behavior for ongoing success and so as you train for the marathon or for whatever it is you're trying like even those bits are successes along the way and i think this is um again all of it is a bit semantic but like it goes back to a bit of like the dopamine hits that we get right if we are if we haven't achieved our goal then we have if we haven't won, it's not like we've failed, but like we don't have that positive reinforcement. And in line with that, one thing that I like to do is set out uh, like milestones, you know, so whatever you want to call all of these things, it doesn't matter. But um, 
it, it also sort of, I take this book, the, you know, the Scott Adams book and the 12 week year. Have you guys read that one? That's another nope. really interesting book and Atomic Habits. So if I sort of take all these three books that I've read and swirl them together, I have sort of an idea of like, okay, I want to create some systems that are going to help me build better habits so that I can then achieve some of the, you know, like achieve the success I want to by setting out shorter term goals rather than annual. So he says that like every 12 weeks, you should go through an entire cycle of goal setting, tracking, and um, then like metrics of it. I don't know. I haven't read the book in a while. I just have sort of the general concept. I definitely recommend it though. If you're well, marking, yeah. marking KPIs and things like that. Yeah. So he, he says that like a year is just too long. And at what point, like you, if you're, if you get six, eight months through the year and something is like, you're not on track for it, like then what you've got an entire other, like half a year or a final quarter that is like, well, this was my big goal and it's already tanked, you know, like life changes, pandemics happen, whatever. Like if you get to that point that you've invested that many months into something and you need to pivot, like that's changing your entire annual goal. So it, it's interesting to say, and it's not that you can't have like a financial goal for your year or some overarching things, but like to set m- more um shorter term things. So like for every every three months, you know, every 12 weeks or every month or every week, whatever it is, you know, like you set these milestones that could be yeah. contributors to a big overarching goal as well. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Yeah. I mean, a, a goal without a plan is basically an empty resolution. And that's kind of why I hate resolutions. They just feel empty and like very surface level. But if mm-hmm. you have a goal with a plan, like you said, then you're actually on the right path to achieving the goal. Um, and so the way I like to, to do like goal planning is you figure out what the goal is and then you work backwards. And then when you do that, you naturally get some of those milestones, like you're talking about Stephanie, where it's not just that one moment of I achieved the goal or, or I didn't achieve the goal, but everything that comes in between the starting point and the end goal. So for example, if it's like, I want to double revenue of 2022 in 2023. Okay. Well. How are you going to do that? Okay. Well, you have, you know, some certain plans and you, you figure out, okay, well, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to need, uh, this many clients per month at this average, uh, like revenue. And then you work backwards from there. And then even if you don't, here's a really cool thing about like setting like good, you know, uh, ambitious goals is even if you don't hit the goal, you'll be looked back and be like, well, I didn't hit my goal, but I still like, I didn't like do a hundred percent, uh, yeah, like, gain in revenue, but like I'm 80% there. That's still amazing, you know? And so that's the shoot cool for thing. the moon. And if you miss, you'll still land among the stars. Um, which doesn't actually nope. make sense um, <laughs> like, in terms of the universe because the moon's a lot closer than other stars, but <laughs> it's a real dumb it, expression. Well, no, I think it's opposite. I think it's shoot for the stars and you might just hit the moon or something. I think that's what it is. That makes more sense. Agree to disagree, but that's, I don't really care for it either way. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> no, it's stupid. But I mean, there is a little <laughs> bit of truth to it, which is, which is sure. cool. So I think yeah. you want your goals to be like realistic and, and actually achievable, not like, oh, I want to become a billionaire. It's like, how, you know? Um, mm-hmm. 
but at you the go same back time, on those things, Tim, still yeah. ambitious enough. Sorry. Do you go back, so do you, so here's the thing. It's, it's one thing to set goals. It's another thing to review where you've come from and what you've done. If, if you could go back to the beginning of this, this year and you, and you run through this year, have you got or the list of everything that you've achieved in 2022 so far? Probably many people don't because they don't celebrate enough what right. you have achieved. Totally. So yeah. um, purely from the outside, I was I was looking in uh, um, some of the things that Stephanie's done over the course of the year and just some tweaks and things that she's done. And I thought, oh, that's that's professionalized that more. That looks better. So for me, that was kind of I was just looking at it and thinking, She's improved that. She's done that, and it's and it's sometimes mm. you just you just look at it and you think just from the outside in, you're not perhaps aware of it. You've put it in place, but actually in in those things that those lists that you're making and you're scribbling through and you're going, I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. All those things you have achieved. Um, they some of them may be just task oriented, but where you've done something that is towards a goal, you almost want to be. You know, that's the, the biggest celebration because we can all do tasks. We can all do client maintenance. We can all build websites that, are, you know, if we were in this game, that's what we're doing. But when we're moving something forward in the business, that should be like, you know, if you're playing Sonic the Hedgehog, you get all the, <laughs> or is it the coins you used to pick up or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, you're carrying that that reward with you you're getting a massive reward for for doing that and i think that we don't do enough of that i think we move on too quickly and um and we don't celebrate enough and look back enough at what we have achieved and i think yeah. that's important to do that with it's, it's one thing to set a goal and it's another thing to look back at that and where you're talking about you might fall among the stars or land on the moon or whatever mm-hmm. um actually yeah you you've still achieved maybe 75 to 80 percent of it and the really important thing is not to be too hard on yourself if it doesn't happen. Which we are a lot. We are. Yeah, we beat yeah. ourselves up a lot because um, it's all about getting through that finish line, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't I have it? a little talk I give where I say, um, who uh, who here has at any point felt like a failure in your mm. business? And Like every hand goes up, right? Because we all have. Who's felt imposter syndrome? Who's felt, you know, mm. like a failure? And then it's like, well were you probably not you're still sitting right here then no like you could have failed at a task or maybe you didn't land a project or something like that maybe you made a bad decision but that doesn't make you a failure which plays right into what you're saying mike like there's a lot of successes that are mixed in with with other things and not like sometimes not winning the the proposal or things not going exactly according to the plan ends up being a blessing more than a curse, you know? Yeah, and it's important to stop and review, isn't it? Because this is where the goals come from. Because what you're doing is where you've uh, had a, a problem or an incident or, as you say, not won a proposal, asking yourself, was that, have I done Have I done everything? Has my system, if you're going back to what we were talking about before, is my system working for me or is it not working for me? Mm-hmm. So therefore, that might feed back into the uh, into a new goal or maybe a goal that you're already working on. So it's where things are failing that you then add those parts into, um, you know, uh, what you deem to be important, critical or maybe low. 
Just for the fun of it and for a little inspiration for each other, uh, if when wherever you are listening or watching, put in uh, put in the chat one or two goals that you'd like to set for the new year or potentially for the first quarter even if you want to think of a smaller goal or uh, an annual goal that could be chunked down, something like that. Share something that you have in mind that you're going to work toward. It can be small or large. It doesn't have to be doubling your revenue. It could be to land two new clients in a specific niche or, you know, or to finish your website <laughs> or, you know, to like, there could be like a certain thing that you have as a goal that you want to achieve. Okay, perfect. Abby Taylor already, boom. She said, get three new local clients. You have to put a time limit on it, Abby. What's your time limit? How soon do you want to do that? While, while the folks who are listening, if they're, um, while, while we're live here, if, if anybody's doing that, I thought maybe, maybe the three of us could also, um, share something. I have a goal that is going to sound, um, absolutely silly to Tim Streifler because he, I, I have a course. I have a course that I want to create. I want to do that in the first quarter and I want to, I want to get it sold. I want to sell it and get it out there. And Tim's done tons of these. So that's just like, that's a line item on his to-do list, not a, a new big goal for the year, but that's a big deal to me because I haven't done it before and I'm excited about it. So that's one of mine. Um, okay. Abby answered by March, by March 31st. Okay. So Q1, Abby's going to have three new local clients. So now you guys, if you know Abby and I do, she's in the focus group, she comes and hangs out with us. So we're going to check up on her, right? We're going to say like, Hey, how's that going? Going, not like wait till April 1st and say like, Hey, did you get did you your, three? You know, like, yes. yeah, let's check up on each other. Um, okay. So e-media, which is our friend, Justin, his goal was a rebrand because he's changing direction again. Grab me a uh, timeline there, Justin, when you want to do this. Yeah. And I think that the goal and the timeline are the first two steps. But I think also what comes next is, is what is the plan to get there? Like what is sure. the actual, like, like let's visualize what we're going to do to get Spoiler there. Spoiler alert, Tim. That's where I was going next. That's perfect. Right. So no, no, it's okay. So Nancy wants four review lead clients. Again, great goal. Eric would be thrilled to hear you say that. Eric's all about the review lead thing. Um, but what what's your, like, when do you want to achieve it? And then we're going to start talking about some of the steps that we can take to get there. Um, Mike or Tim, do you want to share a goal with the with the gang that you have I've in mind? I've got a list. I've got a list. Yeah. Well, I mean, just pick one. I do too. But, like, you can do a list. Sure. Uh, uh, now, this is quite quick. So, more tango, more loom, less zoom. Of course, his list rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> we would have to have a rhyming to-do list from Mike. Oh, wait, wait. I did. I did. I don't know. Uh, uh, I, no, I did uh, automate more, standardize more. So that comes back to your systems. Uh, learn more without actually using those words on the web page because Google says they do not describe a link. <laughs> Think about that one for a second. Um, and just, uh, I mean, there's sort of pro professional sort of things that um, I'm kind of interested in. I know they're a little bit of side, but chat, chat GPT is obviously very interesting at the moment, mm. isn't it? And it I want to we'll chat about that. We'll have yeah, to chat I, about that later, Mike. We will. We will. And we'll need a deep dive GA4. Because, mm. um, again, that's that's going to be hot next year. 
So what I'm noticing about your list, Mike, is it is not very quantifiable. You're saying things like more. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, uh, so if I was going to quantify that with, with, um, with Tango and Loom, um, mm-hmm. and this comes back down to how many meetings that I would have. So if, if, if I'm having regular meetings with, with clients, um, to try not to have the meeting, but to explain what they're look to have an, give them an explanation via a, a quick video mm-hmm. or, or, or a how to, which, which will mm-hmm. really lessen the time that I'm spending on something. So uh, that kind of ties back to something we were talking about last week too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And actually the, the goal would be to spend um, less time in meetings using, uh-huh. using tools. So, so there's you your goal. Yeah. You could, you could even say like, I want to cut 50% off of my meeting goals. If you use a yeah. thing like a uh, t- timing app or something like that, Sarah and I are big yeah. fans of that. Um, yeah. you c- it'll just automatically track your zoom time. You can go and look each quarter or whatever and say yeah. like, how am I doing? Yeah. And there's, and there's your, you know, there's your, your, your measure from what you, you've got to see where you're at now and see how many hours you're actually doing with with those things. Um, And you'll always have um, time suckers. um, Hoover, uh, Hooverers. 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 um, (laughs) Because some people are more needy, but it's identifying, it's identifying those needs. And rather than getting frustrated and anxious about it, it's about saying, okay, well, how can I still help them, but it not be a, a, a massive drain on me? And that's and that's the thing, isn't it? It's still being able to uh, be efficient. So, um, I think we've all we've all had that type of client where you just, oh no, not another email from them. What what is it now? Uh, mm-hmm. Right, okay. And is that something that you've missed? Is it something that you know? that you should have told them or is something that you should have done, or actually have you done everything as part of your system? And actually this is just uh, a case of uh, maybe they're slower learners. Maybe they're just, you know, maybe it's a little bit more difficult for them and they need a little bit more time. So yeah, it, it really depends and everybody's different. So you just have to um, try and minimize the amount of time that you're spending on it. So that's why that's a good goal for me. Cool. Mm. Tim, do you have any any specific ones that you'd like to share? Yeah. So from like a revenue standpoint, I want to hit what I hit in 2020. That was my biggest year. 2020 was a crazy year, but like for e-commerce businesses, it was a pretty spectacular year. Um, Screw you, so COVID. I, I know. So I have, I thought maybe I was going to be able to do it this year getting close, but ain't going to happen. So like revenue wise, that's what I'm going to do now. Um, I think it's important to, again, like I said, not just have a goal and a timeline, but have the plan of how you're going to do there, how you're going to get there. So for me, it's doubling down on what works, what I know Mm -hmm. works, what has been working, but then also to test out, you know, these five things, these 10 things, right. To, you know, help move the needle. So, um, I think at least from like a revenue standpoint or at least an online business e-commerce standpoint, like a big goal for me is to experiment more because I've gotten good at like doubling down and tripling down on the things that work, but Uh I need to, you know, 
brand. Yeah, we've all seen the ads. Yeah, we've all seen the ads. (laughs) You pay pay a lot of money to show me your product that I already own. (laughs) Yes, but you don't own my courses, Stephanie. That's true. true. Tim, I've got a question for you because next year, I think we think next year we're going to see Divi 5. Maybe, maybe it'll be um, 2024. I don't know. But if, if and when that happens, is that like a a significant moment for you in your business in terms of firstly, you know, analyzing it and saying, well, how is this going to affect your life in terms of, you know, everything you've built, everything you've got there? Yeah. It could be Divi life changing. It could be. Yes. Nice. So, uh, it, yeah, no, it, it will be a big deal for sure. But the way mm. that they've set it up and they've already communicated a lot to third party creators is it's going to be a very slow rollout. So their goal, I think they said is to get a alpha next year or beta next year. So okay. it's unlikely it's going to fully, fully be released in 2023. And, even before it is fully, fully released, myself and other product creators are going to have a lot of time to test and make changes because we basically have to rework like any module, any third party module has to be rebuilt essentially. Um, yeah. And so I have 15 of them. So we're going to have to rebuild those with the new module API, not completely, oh, wow. but just parts of it, you know, the PHP mm-hmm. part that is yeah. uh, using yeah. the, the module API and everything. Um, so that will be time consuming, but not like impossible by any means. Um, it'll be a process. It'll be, you know, there'll be a method to the madness. Um, and then also the way that they have it set up is like a huge priority. And one of the reasons why it's going to take forever is making sure that things don't break. Mm. And so everything that is currently working will continue to work for the foreseeable future for possibly years so even if I did nothing, my products would still work with 5.0 because of those fallbacks they're putting in place. So that's not like a stressor. It, it'll be it'll be more of a process for my developer and the people on my team that actually like code. And so I'll just be overseeing it. So it won't be like a a huge like crazy time hoover or anything like that um, that is quite it's quite unique, awkward though, to it? say yeah. Yeah, you can do it tim you can do it it, it is like quite unique in its own way because there are so many products out there where it is you know flick the switch and everything stops working the next day so the fact that the dt elegant themes do what they do and 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 very much involve you in their process if you like in terms of bringing you on board uh, and and doing that, that's something that you can then plan. And then it doesn't yeah. become this, doesn't become this, you know, have you, have you, you know, if you've got the latest version, oh my God, it's breaking things and your support it's, teams are. Yeah. It's yeah. smart of them to do it though, because there's so, it's such a competitive market for builders right now that, yeah. you know, even if it's Tim's plugins that when Divi updates mm-hmm. their site breaks, cause Tim's plugins aren't compliant most of the time people are just going to say like, right. Divi true. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, some people would know that what the specific conflict is, but that's still not going to, that's not a good look for Divi itself if they would do that. So it really is smart that they're taking it slow with this big change. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be a very, a very long, slow process because they're not just rebuilding Divi from the ground up, which is a huge undertaking in and of itself, but they're also rebuilding it in a way that doesn't break the current version. So, yeah, um, yeah so that's, uh, and that's really just like a technical backend update. Um, it's one of those things where to most people, they won't even notice the difference. Um, and so it's kind of like a necessary thing, but it won't be like a fun update with new stuff to play with. Right. And maybe they'll sneak yeah. some of that in so people get excited about it and want to update, but, um, it's not going to be like a completely different product from a, you know, what we see standpoint on the yeah. back. Well, end, I, it will be. I just think Nick's going to wait until we get to show 300 because every time we get near a, um, you know, a significant landmark show in Divi chat, you know, they, they, they do a big release. And so we have to get <laughs> <Nick> back on. <laughs> yeah. So true. <laughs> how many, how many episodes in are we? Mike, you're uh, in charge. of 62. I think this week is, Oh man, um, we got, we got a ways to go then. To yeah. Yeah. So he's got, for, he's got a while. Yeah. For, to 300. Yeah. That's going to take us like a year. <laughs> yeah. And then, and, I, and there you go. Tim's saying 2023, 24. So who knows? It does, doesn't it? By next yeah. Black Friday, maybe. Who knows? Okay, guys. So we've got about, uh, let's see here. We've got 10 or 15 minutes left. Um, let's give some actionable tips. What do you say? Let's, so we've had, um, a few, uh, I almost said resolutions. We've got a few goals here. Two of them we are to get more clients. Uh, so if we were in that position, either three or four we've got here, um, these folks want to get some new clients. Let's let's give them our best tips to get there. Does anybody want to yeah. kick it off with something? Yeah, I would say write down 10 ways that you're going to try to achieve the goal try to get a new client or new clients, plural. Um, some of that can just be like, you know, ideas that you can just kind of brain dump. And some of that might take some research, right? There's a lot of materials out there of here's how you get clients. Here's how you do this. Um, you know, ask people in Facebook groups, right? Come up with clever ideas uh, of things that you can do that maybe you haven't tried before. Or maybe, again, it's doubling down on what has worked in the past, and so I think it needs to be a combination of things that have worked for you and things you've never tried or never even thought of, um, because that's what's going to uh, really thread the needle. So it's like you don't want to just if uh, like the things you've been doing has like barely worked or sometimes worked, then it's like, OK, well, maybe you don't double down on that, uh, because okay. if you're going to double down on something that has kind of worked, well, then you're going to see like small improvements. But if you experiment with things that maybe you haven't done before and you put yourself out there more in a, in a new way. Um, well, that's how you can really, you know, see results. So that might be like joining a network group. If that's something you've never done before. That might be like, uh, like setting up a mixer for local businesses in your area to get people in there. I mean, you can think of like the most creative, like almost to the point where it almost sounds dumb or cheesy. Right. And sometimes those are the ideas that work the best. So, by the I way, I forgot to mention, forgot to mention that um, tonight's drinking game is uh, brought to you by Double Down. So every time Tim says Double Down, you're supposed to take a shot. I forgot. What to say about that. Triple Down? <laughs> that's like a double shot. That's a bonus. Double, shot, double down, double down on the shots whenever Tim says Triple Down. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get very drunk. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I would say that's, I mean, obviously that's fabulous advice. I love the idea of going outside the box and thinking of something interest, like a little crazy, especially because um, Abby's specific goal was to get three new local clients. Yeah. So you really could do something like that. Um, I would say maybe back up even one step and to and do an avatar of mm, who you're good. trying to get. Yeah. I it is such an annoying like ugh thing to do. I don't know why. I hate doing well, it for I, myself, yeah. but I do it for clients and it yeah. is revelatory. It's like they learn so much. Uh so if you need to have a friend to do it with, like buddy up with somebody. And what are you laughing at? Oh, I was just trying to figure out how I'd work in the word double down into. (laughs) And you did. And you did. Take one back, everybody. Um, So, yeah. So figuring out who those people are, what motivates them, what their actual pain points are, which is not always what we initially think it is, because we come from such a different perspective with our, our geekness than than our target customers do often it's so to find out and part of doing all of that helps you to find out where they are which you know go, leads right into what tim was saying like if they uh, uh who was it at the last conference i was at we had a mastermind group that we were doing and somebody was like talking about going um into a weirdly a library niche like librarian web library library websites and uh so as everybody was talking, he was like talking about doing this, doing that, all these different things. And somebody was like, well, do they have a conference? And just in the group, somebody just Googled it and was like, yep, there's one a year. It's in this city. Tickets, like a booth is $400. Like go buy your ticket right now. Like, you know, it was like just sort of brainstorming that, like where these people are led to something that could potentially be a huge lead generator for that very random niche. Yeah, he also awesome. other ideas that they were kicking around were somebody wrote a book, like they ha- paid a ghostwriter to do it basically, and then distribute it. And it was like specifically this guy. I I crossed paths with him a long time ago uh, because he was also working in the craft brewery niche, which I used to do. And he wrote a book for breweries on like what your marketing needed to do. Your dog is hungry. just want some fuss i know poor baby no starving to death anyway he wrote a book and he like sent it to people and they loved it they loved it and it was like it really got him a lot of like notoriety sort of in the circuit in his niche that he was in people were like oh i saw your book you know kind of a thing and um so you know it just depending on who the people are what's going to resonate with them yeah, yeah, and I was and, just thinking. Sorry, Tim, go on. Oh, I just want to say one comment on that. I what I love about that idea is he did something that most people, most of his competitors, aren't willing to do. Right? Like anyone can, like you know, whip up something digital to send to prospective clients, but to actually like go through the effort of a book, right? And there's other things, right? Like you could do that most of your competitors just aren't willing to put in the time and effort. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just thinking about um, something that Abby put uh, earlier about her getting her three new local clients. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, okay, how, how are you going to achieve that? And is there something that is in your process that has made you think, well, I need to get another three new local clients? And how, if I'm, 
is it new leads that are going to lead you to, to that and how are you going to go about converting mm. those leads into those clients so coming back to what steph was just saying about maybe changing your approach to the meeting that you originally have and setting yourself up as an authority because that's kind of what you're doing with that meeting isn't it steph where you're asking them about what their ideal client is and getting them to talk and then saying, oh, you know, we do this in our business as well, you know, and it's it's just get, it's promoting that trust and it's doing something that's slightly different as opposed to. Can you tell me three websites that you like, you know, the, mm. the classic questions that right. um, when you get a, a, a prospect ring you and you start going through your your same questions? Just changing that up a little bit and and bringing in that human factor and bringing in that business, that business factor and bringing in their business, talking to them about their business that will help you convert that lead into one of those three clients that you get by the end of March next year. I like it. it. Okay, guys, we are wrapping up. We are almost to the top of the hour. Uh, As we've mentioned before, we are not going to be doing a live show for the next three weeks. So we hope you guys all get to take a little bit of time to relax, spend time with family or friends or by yourself, whichever would bring you the most joy <laughs> and um, and focus on your business. I didn't even mean to say it like the name of my group, but really take a little time to do some thinking and uh, some strategizing, some goal setting and the strategy to go along with it. If you enjoyed this episode, if you felt a little bit empowered by it, please do give us a thumbs up. We have not had nearly the same. uh, We need to get some new like um, like Wranglers in the chat. It's been a little bit slow over there. And I always say I'll wrangle wrangle to Carlos. He's been absent on his. Carlito. We need to to double Uh, down on that, don't we, Tim? Is it still a shot if Mike says it? I'll have to check the rule book. I'm not sure. Um, but at this point, you're so drunk, you wouldn't even remember the rules. So anyway, we hope <laughs> you, you guys all have... <laughs> 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 uh, I hope you guys have a great end of your year, a great new year. You guys want to have a little send-off yourselves there? Yeah, happy... Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy new year, whatever you celebrate. Enjoy the time. Yeah. Merry Tuesday. Have a great, have a great rest, everybody. Enjoy. See you next year. Take care. Bye-bye.